Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about God's love is a consuming fire. You know, nothing can separate us from God's love. I want to give you a scripture today. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about today is God's consuming love. Do you feel loved by God? Do you feel worthy? I want to talk to you about that today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all of our audience that's listening today. Lord, just reach out to them in that special way that only you can. Talk to their heart. Talk to their mind, Lord, and tell them how wonderful, how loved they are by you, and how special they are, and how wonderfully made they are, Lord. Let them walk away from this lesson, Lord, feeling more confident about themselves more confident about their faith and loving others in the midst of any trial that they're going through. Lord, be with them. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Again, I'm so glad that you joined us today. The other night, I was outside in the, in the backyard, and I built a fire, and it was a big fire. It had a, I had put a lot of logs in it, uh, it was a cool night, and, uh, you know, fall is in the air, and that fire burned really strong, and God spoke to me and told me that His love is a consuming fire, and it is. People ask me all the time, Bobby, why are you so happy? I said, because I've been forgiven of my sins by Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I have a personal relationship with Him, and He's forgiven me of my sins. He's made me whole. He's made me a new creature in Christ. And that's why I'm talking today to you, to show you that He's got an abundant life for you, and you don't have to be down. I want to give you some ideas about consuming fire. You know, God, as a consuming fire, includes all kinds of things in his character and who he is. God is a jealous God. He says in his commandments, the Ten Commandments, to not make another image like a graven image or a man-made image, and uh, don't worship other gods, and he's very jealous about that. Also, his eternal love. That's one of nature. The character of God is his love is eternal. Another part of his nature is he is holy. He he doesn't sin. He is absolute righteousness. He is holy, and uh, he expects us to be holy. In his love, he has judgment. He corrects us so that we will walk in the right way when we sin and don't do things right, but he still loves us, and that love includes judgment. And his protection, he protects us. He protects us from things that can hurt us, things that can destroy us, and he's always there. You know, one thing about a fire I've learned over the years, a fire provides warmth. It can protect you from the cold weather. From, you know, fires can keep you safe. It really is a, a really great thing to have a warm fire. It can actually take your meat and purify the impurities out of meat. It can, it can cook it and take out any germs that could, could really be devastating to you. But also, fire can correct things. You know, sometimes fire burns 
and it will burn the whole forest. And it seems like it's devastation, but yet God corrects that forest. And, and when these fires start, when the next spring comes, those beautiful buds come out of the ground and uh, you have new life and you have beautiful trees and beautiful vegetation grow back up. So a fire is two things. A fire is consistent if it's it's always very hot. It uh, can protect you, but also it can be judgment. And throughout the Bible, God came to man in the presence of a fire. Exodus 13, 21 says, By day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. So in the day they had a, a cloud in front of them, and God said to them, When that cloud moves, you move. And when that cloud stays, you stay right there encamped where, where you are. But at night, by night, a pillar of fire he gave to them for light so they could travel by night. So they had a cloud by day, and then they had fire by night. And you remember the story about Egypt when Moses was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt. They were in the desert, and Pharaoh had a hardened heart, and he was really mad when he finally woke up and decided all of his people came to him, you know, you let all the slaves go. We're not going to have anybody waiting on us. You're not going to have anybody building the pyramids. You're not going to have anybody doing services or any kind of hard labor. We're going to have to do it all. So can't you go back and get those people? So Pharaoh sends his army out against the people of Israel. What does God do? God sends the pillar of fire to keep the army of Pharaoh away from the people that are fleeing Egypt, the Israelites. The Israelites didn't have an army. They had no protection, but God used the fire. The fire was his eternal flame. His love for them through the fire protected them, and that's what I'm trying to say to you today. You know, Deuteronomy 4.24 says, For the Lord your God is a consuming fire. It's just a great lesson today we're having. Also, sometimes in the Bible, God uses fire as judgment. And in Genesis 19.24, the Lord rained down burning fire sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So God sent fire on those two cities and burned them up because they were so evil and they had turned away from God and they disrespected God and they turned away from God and they rebuked God and they were doing terrible things to people. Innocent people were dying, were raped, murdered, and they were doing terrible things there. And those cries were heard up in heaven by God and so he did something about it and he sent fire. And then, of course, we've got the other fire that when Moses was in the desert, he saw a burning bush. And he went over to the burning bush, and the bush was on fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. And this is in Exodus chapter 3, 1 through 17. When you get a chance sometime, or you can open up your Bible right now, I'm in verse 4 of Exodus 3. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him, from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. So God comes to him as a fire. And as a Christian, I have this fire in me. And if you're a Christian, you have the fire in you as well. And the scripture that really teaches this is this. Matthew 3.11 says that John the Baptist said, I will baptize with water of repentance. And of course, he was just baptizing with water. But he talked about Jesus. He said, when Jesus comes, when the Messiah comes, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so 
we are going to be baptized with fire. So when you get saved by accepting Christ as your personal Savior, when you say to the Lord, Lord Jesus, if you've said this to God, Lord Jesus, I ask forgiveness of my sins. I repent of my sins. I ask you, Lord, to come into my heart, to be my Lord and Savior. And Lord, I love you, and I know I've sinned. I ask for forgiveness, and please come into my heart, come into my life, and be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And when you say that, immediately you get the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And since God is not in the flesh on the earth, He comes to us in spirit. And so He talks to you and me every day as Christians, and if we'll listen, He will come and talk to us through the relationship we have and through the Bible teaching and through the Holy Spirit. He is a consuming fire of love. He teaches us all things. So I just wanted to give you this idea of the fire. Now, I want to turn the lesson to something that's very, very, very important. It's my number one point. God loves you. His creation. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over all the creeping things of the ground that creeps on the earth. So, God made man in his own image. God made woman in his own image. And because he did, and he said it was good, you are his wonderful creation, and he loves you. And you should know that. Genesis 1.27, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And you know, you're wonderfully made. So you really need to know this. That's my number one point. When you know that God has forgiven you, when you know that you're part of the kingdom of God, that he's accepted you into the kingdom of God, and that you know that he sent his only son on the cross to die for you on the cross, to die for my sins and your sins, and he loved you so much that he sacrificed his own son, that the shedding of his blood covered our sins so that we could go to heaven one day. When we know the love and the sacrifice and the humiliation and the beating he took from my sin and yours, then we know how much he loves us. And so we should understand that in the beginning, he created male and female in the image of God. He created them. And you're wonderfully made. God loves you, and he wants relationship with you. Number two, why should you know that God loves you? Well, Psalm 139.14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. You know, everyone has a hand, and you have your hand, and you've got fingerprints on your hand. And listen to this. This is so unimaginable. Every fingerprint on every finger is different on every person in the whole world. Every set of fingerprints is different. Everyone is unique. Everyone is wonderfully made. And he always wants relationship with you. Uh, Isaiah 43, 7, Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. You weren't made out of a blob. God in Genesis said he took the dust of the earth, the dirt of the earth, and he formed it. Remember, he's the potter and we're the clay, and he formed us in his own hands. He breathed life into our nostrils, the Bible says, and so you're wonderfully made. Hebrews 12, 28 and 29 says, Therefore, since we are receiving an unshakable kingdom, you know, God loved us so much. He loved us so much 
that he sent his only son for us. Wow, that's a consuming fire of love. And then the other thing I think about is we are to love God with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul. Matthew 22 37 says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And you may have negative thoughts in your mind, you know, about who you are or what your beginnings are or where you're from or whether you're rich or poor or whether you had a good mom and dad or or you had a bad background. It doesn't matter. Love comes from God. He loves you and he requires us to love him with all our heart and with all our mind, and with all our soul. And so turn from the world. Turn away from what the world says about you. The world may be saying very bad things about you. Don't believe those things. Go to God and let Him tell you that you're wonderfully made. Go to the Bible and see what God says about you and how wonderful you are and how loved you are. And His love is unshakable for you when you are a child of God, when you've been born again. That's one of the things, the joys of being a Christian, Jesus Christ says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen and amen. Love comes from God. Dear friends, 1 John says in chapter 4, 7 through 8, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. You know, there are people out in the United States today that are really going the wrong way. They're believing in their own mind. The Bible says there is a way in which a man or a woman seems right, but unto it is destruction. God's love is so powerful, it can transform anyone's life. It did mine, and it can do yours too, and it can do those people that are just creating havoc out there right now. I truly believe that they don't have God's love. They don't know how wonderfully made they are. They don't know how wonderful God is and how much He loves them. And it's our job as Christians to share that love with those people who do not know the love of Christ so that they can get that hate out of them and come back to a loving, kind kind of walk with God. Because again, it says, dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from where? God, not man. Man is selfish, self-centered, and wants power and all those things. But God is love. Everyone who loves, the Bible says, has been born of God and who knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And that's just a great point. Another point is living in God's love. First John four sixteen, And so... We know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. You know, so many people, again, because they think they were just a blob or they were just made, they're just here and they're not really made from God, they don't know how wonderfully made they are. They have a low self-esteem. And I'm here to tell you, again, that you're wonderfully made. God's love endures forever. Psalm 136:26. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. I'll tell you about God's love really deep today. I want to talk to you about that. You may have experienced the loss of a loved one recently, or it could have been a long time ago. Someone you loved passed away. Someone you dearly loved. They were a special person. They were so dear. They were so loving. They were so kind to you, and they made such a great impression. You loved them, and they loved you, and they're gone, and your heart has been filled with grief, and you're down. Let the consuming love of God's fire in your life by going to the Bible 
and sing all the scriptures of love in the Bible that God loves you and he wants you to have a better life and he wants you to replace that grief with his consuming love and he'll do it. And then I think about other people who are going through some terrible times right now in their finances. Not everybody's making good money right now. There's sacrifices being made, and people have lost their jobs, and people are hurting, and they need money. But I'm just here to tell you that you can lose everything, and God will bring it right back to you and even double for your trouble. He'll give it back even more as you depend on Him, and He'll strengthen your faith because He'll do something for you that only He could do, and you'll glorify in it. And so don't think you won't have. Just go to Him in belief and say, Lord, I know you love me. Your consuming fire loves me, and Lord, I need help in my finances, and He will help you through His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And then I think about the person that's out there, and they might not have that special person in their life yet. And they're thinking, if I can just find that perfect person. I want to tell you this, loved one, God loves you so much. He's got a great plan for you. If that's dear in your heart and you want a mate or you want to find somebody that loves you in the Lord, and I'm sure you're looking for a Christian person, God will help you find that person. That person will come to you in his perfect timing, and it will be wonderful for you that only God can do. But remember this, even a person can't make you whole not a person. A person can't make you whole, but the person in Jesus Christ can make you whole through his consuming love, through his consuming fire of love. Oh my gosh, he can love you so much that when you meet that person, that person will say, look at the light inside this person. They're happy, they're joyful, they're whole. That's the kind of person I want to be connected with. And then, of course, I think of of other people that are lonely out there. There's people that are just lonely. They may have gotten older. Uh, Many of their friends have passed on. Uh, Their family has moved away. Things have changed. They're more on their own now because they're older. And uh, like I said, their, their sons and daughters are in different states, and they have to go more of it alone. Maybe their spouse died, and they're lonely. And God is the God of all comfort, and He loves you. And uh, God's love is a consuming fire. And if you'll call out to Him and say, God, I'm just lonely. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and comfort me at this time. And the God of all comfort will come, and He'll comfort you because He loves you so much. Then I think about people that are being young people, especially that may be being bullied right now, and they're being told that they're not worthy and they're not good, and, and things are not right with them because they're getting bullied for nothing. Don't depend on other people to give you value. Your value should be found in the Bible and through the power of the Holy Spirit. You should know that you are worthy, you are great, you are loved, you are wonderful, you have great gifts to give the world, and you should use those gifts to bless others, and God loves you, and He's going to make a wonderful plan for you, a wonderful way for you, because you have a great opportunity out there with Christ as your Savior. Don't trust what the world says. Trust what God says about you. Remember my last point here today is that God's love endures forever. Psalm 136, 26, again, give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. And that's what he does. His love endures forever. And I want to talk to those on the podcast today. Are you down and have low self-worth? I want to pray for you today. And I want to lead you in this prayer right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you are the God of love. 
you came to earth to give us your life, to forgive us of our sins and to make us whole. Lord, none of us feel worthy, but we feel worthy through you. Lord, touch this person's heart that feels unworthy today. Touch this person's heart that is in grief today. Touch this person's heart that needs comfort. Touch this person with the financial strength today that they need. Give them hope in the midst of what they're going through. Touch this person where people are saying bad things about them. Tell them not to believe it, Lord. Let them listen to your word in the Bible how wonderfully made they are, and the wonderful gifts that you have put in them. Lord, we love you, and I know you're going to bless each person listening today. Lord, give them the confidence that only comes through God's love that is a consuming fire. Nothing can separate us from God's love. His love is a consuming fire. Don't forget this in Jesus' name. I love you in the Lord so much. I thank you for this time. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.